This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. Today I'm speaking with internationally recognized actor-singer Fra Fee, who is widely known for playing Corferak in the popular film adaptation of Les Miserables. He played the role of Michael Carney in The Ferryman at the Royal Court Theatre, the West End and Broadway productions directed by Sam Mendes, for which he won the 2018 What's On Stage Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Play. He recently played Owen in Brian Friel's play Translations at the National Theatre in London, Frog can be seen in the indie film Animals and has just completed filming The Laureate and the much-anticipated Cinderella starring Camila Caballo. Welcome, Fra. Thanks so much for joining me today on Stop Time. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So where are you spending most of your time these days? Um, well, you've caught me currently in a very random little town in Oxfordshire. I'm in Aylesbury at the moment. Um, but for the most part, I've actually just been in London, in, in the centre of the city. I've been living in London Bridge for about five years now. So I've been mainly there for the last five months, which has been um, interesting. I mean, I was very, very much concerned about being so central in the thick of it. And, um, you know, London without its cultural and artistic institutions like theatres and galleries um, is a bit of a shell of its former glory so it's you know it's been intriguing um, to be to be in the city in that context um, but yeah you know I've, I've, I've been healthy and everyone close to me is um, safe and well which is the main thing but yeah it's been very very strange. Were you in London um, when Broadway shut down in March? Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, it was around the similar sort of date. I think we, we went into lockdown around March. Um, I remember because it was, it was before St. Patrick's Day. Ireland, Ireland went into lockdown the day before St. Patrick's Day. And that's when we knew that we were in real trouble. That they closed, they closed all pubs before the biggest drinking day of the year. Yeah, I'm always curious to know, you know, because this is a date we'll all remember, right? The number doesn't really matter, but the the moment that you realized, wow, this is real. Do you remember sort of what, what you were most concerned with at that point? Thinking rather selfishly, I, I actually was thinking, how, how am I going to get out of this? And I, I did speak to my boyfriend. I was keen for us to tr- maybe get out of the city, which obviously didn't work. Um, but... You know, I, I didn't like the idea of being in, in the city during this. I, I guess it was, you know, just seeing these escalating numbers in places that I loved, uh, particularly back at home, like in Northern Ireland, where I'm originally from, just such a small, small sort of microcosm of a, of a place. And the amount of cases there and people dying was really, really shocking and staggering and because it's such a small place you know it was only a few degrees of separation as to someone that you knew and had lots of friends that are doctors working in hospital and stuff and you know that that realization that you know we're in we're in very deep here and this is something that is life-changing um it's it's quite hard to believe now that we've been living it for so long and it's 
you know, it, it's become somewhat more real. But yeah, that realization that, that, that this was happening and it, and it was, um, um, there was, there was no getting out of it was quite something for sure. Yeah, no, I think it was a, a real shocker for all of us, no doubt. And I think still is, as you said. I yeah. mean, it's been, it has been delightful that things have relaxed over here a little bit. But I, I mean, to what, to what detriment, really? I don't actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a second wave. There's going to be a second spike in cases in the same way there is in, in the States. It's just a matter of time. Um, and, you know, what that will do to our mental well-being, it, um, I'm scared to, to think of, really, you know. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a real test of resilience. Absolutely. What would you say is the greatest challenge you've faced so far? I think it, it has had to do with my creativity and um, sense of purpose. And initially, I was very excited about the idea of doing very little and thought, because I'm usually quite good at that. You know, I, um, I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert necessarily, but I do really enjoy my own space and I do enjoy time by myself and I treasure not having lots of things to do, but I find this really hard. I, I find it very, very difficult waking up with, without a sense of purpose. You know, art is, is my sense of purpose and whenever you are denied that or deprived it, it, um, it does tricky things with your head. Um, so that was a real sort of personal challenge and I, I managed to find other ways to sort of satisfy my creativity and particularly when it comes to the idea of, you know, collaboration, which is what I love most and working with people like not being able to do that um, was very, very difficult. So yeah, that would, that would have certainly been the, the, the biggest, the biggest challenge for me for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, especially, you know, in our business, there's so much about being busy. As you said, you appreciated mm. the rest, but then when you realize there was nothing coming down the pipeline. <laughs> can be pretty daunting, sort of, right? Actors are, we are well trained for time off, you know, <laughs> that's part of, the, part of the deal. When you decide to go into this game, you need to be prepared to not be working. But then there's always that, that drive to, well, you know, it's just a phone call away, or I've got an audition to prepare for, or I can do, um, I can go for singing lessons, or I can do a Meisner course, or I can better myself and uh, attain these extra skills. But we weren't able to really do any of that stuff, certainly not, you know, in person and interact in that way. So, so yeah, that, that has been really hard. I actually do think it's been the most wonderful lesson, though. And five months in, there's definitely a sense that, okay, I think I did probably need to learn this lesson as difficult as it was. And I don't think I'll be exactly the same type. Well, I hope I'm not going to be the exact same person um, coming out of this. Um, or, you know, when we get back to normal, there's going to be things that I will have learned and will hope to, to um, um uh, attain from this experience things that i've that i've learned about time and space and not running around like a headless chicken all the time just trying to be as busy as possible i thought that brought me lots of happiness but actually it's i'm not sure if that's um if that's the right thing at all mm. yeah that's a that's a pretty massive discovery isn't it 
Yeah, big time. I mean, myself and my boyfriend have decided to move to the countryside, for God's sake, as a result of this. And I have realized that I can, I can still work as an actor and I can still um, satisfy my sort of creativity not being in the thick of it. Um, so, you know, we, we've made a bit, a bit of a life change and decision certainly as a big new chapter even if it's just for a year you know to, to get out of the city for a bit and that absolutely wouldn't have happened if um if we hadn't gone into lockdown if there wasn't this pandemic yeah. so yeah proper lessons learned and uh, yeah. just you know what what's actually important and of mm-hmm. course my art really really is important but there's so much more that i think i wasn't paying attention to necessarily before yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. You know, you talked about, you know, moving forward and being different than when you went in. And I'm curious to know, as you're learning more about yourself, as time goes on with this, it sounds like you're gaining a lot more sort of perspective on maybe reframing who you want to be and what you want to take with you and what you've learned. And talk to me a bit about that. Yeah. Well, just keeping on the, on the, the work thing, I've, I feel as though a lot of us tend to be yes people. You know, I was also fearful of actually having significant downtime. You know, a day or two here where I've got nothing to do, it's lovely. I'll, I'll relish in it. And I'll just, you know, read a book or I'll go for a long walk or whatever. But, you know, significant downtime, I was always wary of, you know, weeks or months. So I would, I would say yes to anything, even if I didn't actually want to do it. And it's mad when you think that. Mm. You know, why would I agreeing to do stuff that absolutely doesn't interest me or intrigue me or challenge me and that's something that I've that I've figured out I actually would far prefer to either teach which I love anyway you know so I'm not accepted say an acting project and, and teach for a few months or or make monies doing something else that doesn't not necessarily um in in industry based or whatever um, so that's that's been been a big thing, you know, the the power of saying saying no to things is something I've struggled with, and I think I'm I uh, I feel as though I've acquired the tools to do that moving forward. And I think mm-hmm. it's just a, a powerful thing to to do, you know, to um, to to retain control in what it is that you actually want, you know, yeah. um, and I mean, and just thinking a bit more fuck philosophically or whatever you know i've i've absolutely treasured my my daily walks you know at the beginning what we were able to do was go for one walk a day and just you know seeing the the sky without an airplane in it um and going discovering london parks that i'd never gone to before and just really really paying attention to the you know mother earth and the world and the, the sort of beauty in it um has been extremely enlightening and I, I don't i don't think i was i don't think i was at all present as much as i want to be um something that i will that will I'll take forward hopefully yeah no for sure you know the the whole mojo of this this podcast is is living in the moment right live in the moment and so I'm yeah. so curious to know, what's your de- definition of that, if you have one? What comes to mind if I said, what's your definition of living in the moment? Um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's uh, yeah, pay- paying attention. 
paying full attention. And there's, there's times when I've been good at it, but often just things get overwhelmingly fast and things that, you know, these, it's a very, very um, sort of sensual, uh, modern visual world that we're in. Mm -hmm. And it can, it, it can, sometimes I lose sight of what it is that I'm actually experiencing. There can be a load of really, really brilliant things and it all happens so fast and you're pursuing the next thing that actually I haven't even stopped to just enjoy what, is, what has been taking place. Um, and, th you know, it, that's what it's about. It's about like, paying attention to, to the here and now, whether it's good or bad, you know, like really sort of relishing in the, just the authenticity of, of the moment. We've been given an opportunity to really do that because it, life has become very, very slow and we've got time. But whenever it starts to get pacey again, we have to remember to, to do that. Otherwise, you just blink and it's, it's all over and um, you, you, you've sort of missed the opportunity. Yeah. What, why do you think it is that we forget? I think we're always just looking for the next thing. I don't know what that what that is, whatever that sense of fear, perhaps, you know, I and mean, we're always fear that the phone's not going to ring like a second time or after this job. Um, we're always we're always comparing ourselves to others. We always would like to be at, at the same level as someone else, even though we're two, two completely different people. You know, if we're comparing ourselves to someone else, jealousy, fear, as a result of that, we're, we're we're never actually enjoying the thing that we're in, you know, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a, a job. It's just, just a moment. Um, and we've just been conditioned to, to think that way. I mean, I re even remember at drama school, drama school, certainly whenever I was there, very old school, traditional, um, institutions. Uh, I, th I think they've changed now. I mean, I work in a few drama schools and I, I, I believe they've changed in, in that, in, in that sort of mindset but back you know whenever i was training it was you know you better watch uh watch your back because if you're not going to be saying yes to that job someone else is going to get it and oh don't you dare say that you can't make that audition because they'll think that you're you're not passionate about the job and it's like everything has to be you know the, the industry comes first and the job comes first like it's not family it's not one owns mental well-being or anything else um it's it really screws with you and it's it's really fucked up actually that is not that's not a healthy relationship to have with your art that, that that's something that we we sort of need to sort of get out of and i certainly need to get out of there's room for us all and i'm just going to be happy thankful for what i've got and work hard to hopefully realize my ambitions and dreams and if they sort of meander and change that's great but um you know live in the now and just work hard um, that's 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 what we what we have to do. Yeah. No. Absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, the the limiting beliefs and that literally scarcity mindset, isn't it? You know, you said um, you know there's plenty of room for all of us, and that's absolutely right. Mm, I big mean, time. if your if your goal is to get the job so the other guy doesn't do it, or just because you know you better go to the aud audition because if you don't, you're going to lose something, then your goal becomes not losing something and not even really thinking about what it is you want. You're not at choice. You're, you're in fear. You're yeah. Yeah. I mean, th there's been holidays that I've been on 
back when I was starting off about 12 years ago, the agent would call and say, right, you've got a recall for whatever. And then I'm on holiday and said, well, well, you know, if you don't fly over, you're going to miss out on this opportunity. What? The idea that you have to sacrifice everything, every personal moment for, for this industry that can be so unkind is preposterous. You know, that, that's, that's the thing that really, really has to change. And there is room for us all. It's something that's been so wonderful about, you know, this time of reflection is actually to sort of figure out what my place in this world is as an artist. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a very good drawer. I'm, I, I, don't, uh, I don't do a multitude of things, but there's no reason why I can't try lots of different things, you know? I've, I've sort of been exploring with that, you know? And I think we should all be encouraged to, to celebrate our um, diversity and multifaceted sort of um, range, you know, because we like that's that's how that's how different we are. Yeah. Um, no two no two people are the same. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. This is what I do wish it was on video for my for my listeners because you just lit up when you said, you know what, I'm not necessarily a good drawer, but doesn't mean I can't do it. You know. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And it brings you joy, obviously. You know, and isn't that the goal? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and rediscovering that sense of play. Um, I, I did a conducting course because, you know, at one point in my teens, I thought I was going to be a choral conductor. It's just been absolutely delightful, you know, to, um, to realize that I'm not confined. Joy is not just in me being on, on a stage or in front of a camera doing my acting thing. It's, it's anything that is discovering um something that that is you know curious and, and playful and uh creative oh that's that's brilliant i love that it's so interesting you know i find with actors is um and when i work with them as a coach you know sometimes we, we forget why we do it you know sometimes yeah. we think we're married to the art and it's interesting because often you can dig deeper and may very well be able to discover that and, and I'm hearing it a little bit in you, in you finding joy in teaching equally. And, and yeah. it's interesting because, you know, there's a, there's a limiting, limiting belief that if you're acting and you're on the stage and that's what you're doing, then you're in love with acting. But, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you're in love with the joy you're bringing the people through your acting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is not a, contrary to belief contrary to how some people may perceive it to be it is absolutely not an ego driven pursuit it is a communication and a dialogue you know like no one's going to get much satisfaction of being on the stage if there's <laughs> there's no one to actually watch it yeah um it's a shared humanity that we're that we're experiencing yeah yeah you mentioned teaching there i mean i I was very, very fortunate to get uh, quite a bit of teaching work uh, over lockdown. I teach on and off as sort of a peripatetic um, singing and acting coach in a few drama schools in London. And of course, they 
were in lockdown, but the courses, you know, continued. So all of the students were doing Zoom lessons. Very, very difficult. They were just on their screens all day long. Mm. But, you know, I had maybe about two hours of teaching each day, which was an absolute godsend because, you know, I'm still using my skill set. And, yep. um, and it is something that I absolutely adore. It just goes hand in hand with the thing I do. Um, I mean, you, you'll, you know the exact same thing as a, as a coach. And um, it's... You learn so much as well from from just talking about the art and being able to sort of learn from each other and observe. So yeah, that's it's been a real, a very grateful, very blessed to have had that during this time for sure. Absolutely, and it sounds like maybe there's going to be a continuation of that. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. I'm, I'm not sure if drama schools are going to be open again in September. Like I think that's still quite soon. Mm. So yeah, continue online but yeah i mean i can't wait to get into a into a rehearsal room in a studio mm. with students hopefully you know not 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 too far away yeah hey mm. so how much energy would you say you spend worrying about what you can't control um it's really interesting to sort of ask that at the moment i'm speaking to for sort of for personal reasons to my family a lot of it sort of relinquishing controls and mm. I feel as though I've been quite good at that. I don't think I sp I don't think I use up too much energy doing that. Thankfully. I don't know what how why or when that was sort of instilled in me, but I I've always been very grateful and I mean, happy is a bit of a complicated term, but you know, content um, and sort of satisfied in in my life, I guess. And if I was ever to lose something, I think I I think I would be okay in that. I've you know, I've I've been very lucky, and I do not have any control of this. Um, the things that I am in control of, I will absolutely grab by the reins. And there are things that are tangible, you know, you can pragmatically do. Like, be really prepared for an audition. You know, le learn your lines. Get a good night's sleep. Don't self-sabotage by having a really heavy night in the booze the night before a big concert or something. Mm -hmm. um, those things I will take grab control of because I can. But everything else... Um, I'm I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm I'm relatively okay about that. Yeah, so I think I'm quite fortunate. And I, as I said, there's probably a reason there somewhere. If we were to dig deep, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I know a lot of friends do struggle with that. Um, is it important to you to to not spend so much time worrying about it? Like, is it important for you to let it go? Yes, I I, I believe so. I think I think it is. Um, you know, everything's got its time for concern and there's going to be times in my life when when I will desperately want to have control in something, control in my emotions, control on fate, control in grief, etc. etc. And there there has to be time given for it. But also there has to be a relinquishing of it, you know? We we can't sort of sort of hold hold it inside and let it control us. So yeah, it is I think it is important. Yeah, I know, and I, I'm be so intrigued as to like 
you know, without without sort of going too far into sort of diagnosing me, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I'd be interested to to hear your thoughts because I've absolutely had a fascinating few months as a result of you know this this scenario that we're in. Yeah, and as I said to Lisa, I've been learning to say no to things that I don't want to do. So yeah. uh, consider yourself um, very much <laughs> on the on the priority. Wow! Thank you so much. I'm honoured. So, what delights you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, delight is just another. This is not another lovely term for joy, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, delight is is playful. I probably use the term too often. So, you know, there's a simplicity to it as well. I really enjoy reading in the morning, mm. and I really enjoy getting up very early in order to do that. Would be you know very early in the morning before the rest of the world is sort of woken up, yeah. uh, and that's me with a cup of coffee and a book, and that is just a delightful experience. Mm. But the, these are these are relatively simple endeavors. Uh, I think I think that's my version of delight. Yeah, no, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. What surprises you? This is just the first thing I think of, but and it shouldn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise anyone. But often I'm I'm really blown away by one's kindness or like selflessness mm. yeah it's always a sort of beautiful thing to behold maybe mm. it's because kindness is often just not seen as much in the noise of the of the rest of the world mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't necessarily come into view all that often um so when it does it's a it's a very lovely surprise yeah yeah what makes you laugh mm-hmm <laughs> um lots of things lots of things we in ireland we we have this term called crack which is not anything to do with cocaine by the way Um, which sort of means lots of things like people irish people will say you know what's the crack which means what's you know what's going on what's Mm. the news but also we will say oh that was really good crack last night we went to the pub had a few pints there was music we were telling jokes stories it was great crack and Irish people love the crack and I love the crack and it's yeah it's get it's friends getting together and again just being a little bit silly and playful and telling stories I mean Ireland's such a culture of of storytelling we love to tell a good story and have a laugh with each other so yeah it's just being being with people in that in that setting is something that really makes me laugh. How much do you value authenticity? And how often do you practice it? I mean, I I, I I live my authentic self most of the time. Oh, this is very, 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 very interesting. <laughs> uh, because of course, I, you strive to live an authentic life all the time. And I guess for there are certain circumstances in which one doesn't. Oh, it's re- that's a really tough question. It really is. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that, that, that's quite difficult. Yeah, that's fair. That yeah, makes, it makes sense. It's it's very important, and it says something yeah. about you that you're not going to answer lightly. That right there speaks to a value you have of being, I guess, authentic again about being true, about yeah. not dialing in. You know, it seems like being truthful is very important to you. Truthful to yourself, because I'm I'm asking you about you. Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. I I struggle with um, going back to the lockdowns or putting this in the, into the context of of now and of, sort of recently. Mm. I was really, um, I had a bit of a dilemma 
whenever I saw loads of my colleagues, you know, friends included, with this bombardment of content online, mm -hmm. lots of uh, influencer type motivational rhetoric. And I was really, really, really struggling with it because it, it just sort of screamed at me inauthentic, mm. you know? It felt as though a lot of people were just really worried that they weren't going to be part of the very, very noisy soundscape that was happening online. And I, I don't know what I've done to, tr to remain authentic in that world, but I've I desperately tried to not do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Just, just sort of remaining true to myself and not feeling as though I need to be sort of continuing to to fuel this brand or whatever whatever that means yeah um yeah i you know did a lot of sort of online concerts and stuff and then it just felt sort of it started to feel inauthentic yeah. what i what i was doing yeah because i i felt it's just been thrown into the ether as part of the, this pile of noise you know i i started to worry that i was being inauthentic by by continuing to sh uh, share my my sort of artistic endeavors on online, you yeah. know that didn't start to feel quite real anymore. Yeah, that's brilliant because it seems like you you're recognizing, you know, sort of speaking back to what you were saying earlier, you're recognizing mm. and learning through this process to stop and take a moment about why you're doing stuff, you know. So, yeah. and that's brilliant. Yeah. What do you know will be true about you no matter what happens? Um, I, I care. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I, I, yeah, I, that, that is something that will be true of me no matter, no matter what. I, I, I care about things. I make effort and give the allowed time for things, whether that be something that I'm pursuing myself. But I care about my, my family's, personal pursuits and personal well-being and uh I, yeah i don't think i'm selfish i don't think i'm selfish i'm sure that i have times when when i can be like anyone else Absolutely. um i definitely care yeah yeah that's beautiful mm. it, that's important to you obviously yeah yeah i mean i've taught brought up quite well in that regard i have three older sisters um who very much cared for me mm. and it's two wonderful parents and you know coming from a uh, sort of more working class background in ireland and being very lucky to have been able to to pursue my dreams and be given the the opportunity to do so because of the sacrifices that you know they have made mm -hmm. um i've never lost sight of that I always remember sort of where I've come from and the people that have helped me sort of um, realize, you know, my my ambitions and yeah, and I'll always be there to to support them sort of emotionally and in whatever other way that I can. Yeah, you know, that's beautiful. Absolutely, mm. that's thank you for sharing that. It's really beautiful. Yeah, I can see that, it's, and it's it's gorgeous. Um, where do you see yourself? Five years from now, I I used to play this game, and I don't really like to play it anymore. Mm. Um, you know, it's a common question that you get, and 
I, I, I don't, I don't picture myself. I, I can't see that far, and I'm not sure if I actually really want to see that far anymore. I just, I just aim to continue to pursue, um, pursue delight. Yes. <laughs> Keep it delightful. Um, you know, I don't think, and as you know, talking to you about this sort of journey that I've been on for the last five months. Um, I'm certainly not going to pretend that I am in control of where I'm going to be in, in five years. Um, I just want to continue pursuing pursuing delight in whatever small way that is or whatever grand way that is. Um, that's, that's what I aim to do. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. I mean, that, you know, it's, it's, uh, no, it's exciting. All right. I'm going to try this thing with you. So I'm just going to, um, if it's okay with you. So, um, let's just try it, see what happens. This is kind of a new thing I've been, I've been trying. It's sort of fun. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. It's like All the right. lightning around. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could go as fast as you want, whatever. Um, so what makes you sad? Mm. When my when my family are sad, when my family are going through tough times, yeah, mad, selfishness, mm. frustrated. Um, trying to finish writing a song. <laughs> Interested. <laughs> um, new new ideas i mean that's very broad no that's great <laughs> what about motivated potential potentiality of of the unknown mm. i'm motivated to find out what what is next cool and what i can do next inspired a really wonderful piece of theater and finally grateful Oh, I mean, every every day, every day that we have, um, I don't think that we're we're not owed anything. We're not owed tomorrow. Um, so I'm 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 grateful for the moment. Mm, beautiful. Oh my gosh! Listen, before we go, I do like to ask, what are the top three things that happened so far today? You've picked such a boring day. <laughs> Apart from this podcast interview, because I'm, I'm sat in this dull, dull, dull motel on the side of the motorway in Aylesbury. Um, <laughs> the top three things, it's a real, it's a real bummer of the shortlist. Um, but having said that, I, I woke up this morning and I put on BBC Radio 3, which is the classical music station. And I began uh, a wonderful book called uh, Orchestra of Minorities um, by Chikosi Obiyama, um, which is up for the shortest for the Mon Booker Prize. So that was probably, that's up there for sure. Um, my castmate, Luke Hatchman, um, has got a Nintendo Switch in his hotel room and I haven't played a video game in a 
about 5,000 years. <laughs> but we went, I went into his room and played Mario Kart, which was a lovely trip down memory lane. But that was pretty good. And without a doubt, this um, extremely fascinating chat with you, Lisa. So um, thank, thank you very much for that. But as I say, wow. you really have the death competition. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's so interesting because it you know at first you thought it was boring, but then you then you were able to find gratitude for you know the smaller, less spectacular things, right? I mean, it's interesting when someone asks you. There's sort of this moment yeah. of thinking, well, nothing's going to qualify, but then yeah. when you actually think about it, you're like, well, that those two lovely little things that happen, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they're there. Which need to um we just need to find them exactly acknowledge them yeah and what are you most looking forward to today i mean it's it's nearly my bedtime so i suppose going to bed Yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah and the time difference yeah i'd say it's probably going to bed uh yeah. probably put in about an hour or so because i'm getting picked up at half five in the morning oh my so, god uh, yeah. Well, I am gonna I'm gonna let you go, Fra. I so appreciate you taking the time to be in the moment with me today. Uh, it's such a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was really it was delightful. I've been speaking today with the delightful Fra Fee. Thanks for listening. In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.